defenses. Initiate bank protocol. Initiate bank protocol. Initiate bank protocol. Initiate bank protocol. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, the first Lazy Bird episode of Bird Protocol of 2022. Uh, it's your host, Palm Reader. I'm here on this uh, sunny, chilly day with uh, my co-host, Otis. Otis Morris, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, kind of happy. I got like two notices on my door today. One is about the mold, which is being taken care of tomorrow. And then we're getting insulation, I guess, put in on the inside of our door. Um, so I'm glad. So I have to wake up early the next two days to let people in to do shit and make noise probably. But hey, rather breathe air that doesn't suck. That's yeah, that's a that's a vibe. I can live. I can live with that. I guess the mold. Uh, is is part of our conversation about the holidays because that happened to you over the holidays. But um, I guess wanted to start off because we did our bird report, which was uh, really fun, really long. Um, But we didn't really get to talk about, you know, any of the holidays or uh, how things have been uh, for either of us since the start of December um, up until now uh, being... January. I mean, we're recording this a couple of days early. Uh, so it's the what Sunday, Sunday the 16th. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess how was your Christmas? How was your December? Let's start with that. Um, December was stupid as all December's were. <laughs> uh, like, uh, I, I like shopping, I like buying gifts for people, but it was just a pain in the ass this year. It was a lot of Amazon. I went to the mall once, hated it. Um, and then, like, I had so many multiple Christmases because, firstly, me and my girlfriend had her sister and her kids and stuff over, so we did Christmas with them. Then on actual Christmas, we did Christmas with her family. And then we were supposed to do Christmas with my family, but then my brother had covid but he wasn't even in Canada. He was in Miami. So he was stuck in a hotel room in Miami for a week and a half or however, I guess, just until you test positive, I guess you can or test, test negative, know. test negative, test. Po- yeah. Test negative. I don't know. Or uh, yeah, as long as you're not testing positive, you get to hang out in the hotel room or our, I don't know, whatever. I don't know how, fuck, how long he was, how long my brother was there. Apparently my so then his girlfriend had it. I don't know. They had very light to mild cases. It was nothing serious. And then, but then my parents had to get tested because my dad was like starting to kind of feel sick. I guess he was just regular sick because they got tested, which by the way, they didn't get the results until a couple days ago. And they got tested in December, and they got the results yeah, mid-January. I, I want to talk about the general <clears throat> collapse of all things and the, uh, the, you know, our, uh, our, our Ontario government basically being run by a bunch of sentient chicken meatballs. But, um, but I'll talk about that later. Uh, uh, I guess my, my December was also not 
Um, I mean, okay, here's here's the way that I look at it. Uh, I haven't been sick yet. My mom is still safe. Uh, had to make a lot of hard choices about what I wanted to do or what we felt safe doing as a family. Um, but I, I ain't really been outside. Uh, I uh, came back from Pennsylvania, if you'll remember, in the um, pod we did on uh, on on gangs of New York, I was in Pennsylvania at the time. I came back. I'm sure I've mentioned this in one of the other podcasts, but I was quarantined at the border because I forgot to fill in uh, one thing on my uh, arrive can, and so it wasn't there. I didn't submit it, uh, but that was because the test was incredibly late. It came in at the 25th hour, and then I had to pretty much shower, pack my bags, eat get gas and then drive nonstop to get to the border in time to cross. Um, so I was stuck inside for two weeks. And then at the end of that, I was able to somehow charm my way into getting a booster uh, and see uh, Cody and Allison and, and um, all of our friends for Allison and you yeah. guys, you and you and Pierre. <laughs> Um, for, for Allison's birthday. But then after that, I didn't leave again, um, aside from the absolute utmost essential stuff that I need to get my mom's prescriptions or medical supplies or whatever. Um, and so I've really been inside. I didn't really have a Christmas. My grandparents came over and we did a very, very, very socially distanced, uh, exchange of gifts, but no food, no nothing. It was very short. And then they left uh, masks on the whole time, the whole nine yards, uh, and, uh, and all the windows open and the fans and everything. Um, yeah, well, we, it's, it's might as well just not done anything. Well, that's, I mean, the thing we went back and forth on that, like it's, it was like, we knew that if we didn't do anything at all, it would be really heartbreaking for my grandparents and they're, they're high risk too. So they haven't really been doing anything either. Um, but then there was a family Christmas later in the day that we did not go to. We didn't do any new year's stuff. We didn't, you know, I haven't really been, uh, going out and doing a whole lot for a month and a half, uh, except for that, uh, party at, at Cody's house, which, um, I will go on record and say, uh, I, I got real, I got real ossified, uh, partially due to a, a hot tub that I was um, drinking in, but also partially due to me just pouring liquor into my mouth while in the hot tub. Uh, that yeah. might have been the thing. Hot tub <laughs> drinking is a dangerous venture. Um, very risky. Uh, if you're a freak at heart, go ahead and do it. But please be aware that you, you're getting sucked. You're getting yeah. sucked dry. And yeah. you're getting fucking lit. Real quick, I yeah, I didn't even. But, uh, uh, it's a good time. It, it was good time. It was a great night. It was a, it was a wonderful evening. I mean, I woke up in the morning. I couldn't find my wallet. I had left it at Cody's house. I needed it to go get my COVID shot. Everything was a little bit crazy and hazy, but uh, in the end, it was a fantastic time. It was really cool to see some friends of uh, Allison's who uh, are uh, friends of mine from when I lived in Toronto, and it was really cool to see everybody and get together. And I'm really thankful that we had that. But yeah, I've I've been inside pretty much every day. I do the same thing. I work on music or I work for clients or we record a podcast. Uh, I walk the dog. I work out. I got a really great set of weights 
um, from my grandparents uh, for Christmas. Um, feeling very spoiled, nice. but it has allowed me to continue to work <clears throat> out. And then other than that, just playing some video games and watching movies. Life is not very uh, super exciting for me right now, but I'm still in a good place mentally because I have, you know, things to do and I can work out and, you know, we thank God for like PlayStation and, and technology and stuff because yeah. can you imagine if this Fun was in things like, to do. Yeah. Can you imagine nice. if this was in like the eighties and everybody just had to stay inside for like two years? It would be way worse. People would lose their minds. It would be, I mean, it's already not good. Yeah, like mental health I is guess not. There were some things you could still do, but like, yeah, not much. Yeah. Like at least now, you know, I can read. I can, you know. Well, you could have done that back then. Yeah, I can, well, I can read. I can play video games with my friends. I can FaceTime with people. I can, you know, uh, watch things. I have streaming services. Uh, you know, I work out at home. I guess they could have done that there then too. But it's been pretty good. I mean, overall, uh, yeah. I did I did feel pretty blessed. I got some um, nice I gifts. I could definitely and, see you as like a dude in the 80s, garage open, just like punching a fucking punching bag. You have like a weird combat mixtape of like the Sugar Hill Gang and like Motley Crue going and you're just fucking getting litty. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Hey man, there's I actually there is nothing like I've been going through a lot of like the mid 2000s, early 2010s like hardcore and metalcore albums while I'm working out. It really it, it you know that's yeah it elevates you. It's elevates sure. they were they were really ignorant like it's it's pretty it's pretty uh pretty good lifting music. Um, but yeah, no, my Christmas was all right. I mean, all things considered, you know, I could be in a much worse mental place than I am now considering, you know, the even stricter restrictions that I have to go through with, you know, being at home and helping my mom who's in like ultimate high risk. Um, but, you know, uh, we made the best of it. I've had a lot of really good nights watching some comedy movies with my mom and having some wine and talking and, uh, chatting it up in Christmas, you know, I got some pretty cool gifts yeah. and um, at least I, you know, at least, you know, we've, I've managed to get through it with a positive attitude. New oh, Year's oh. kind of sucked because uh, that's like the third New Year's in a row that I've not really done anything. And, you know, I like to be social <laughs> and do stuff. So, I yeah, have, well, I, my New Year's is when me and my parents finally got together to do our Christmas, which was just a weird day i'll say (laughs) that's it's it's uh strange strange times we're living in right now um but you know what like i said overall making the best of what we have making making lemonade out of lemons or uh or whatever you want to say um i mean you've been busy you've been doing all these like you worked on the score uh pretty much finished it question mark yeah i mean well i sent the first listenable version to brian the director nice and i think we said this in the in last week's uh, in this past pod too well yeah i think but i think we we're going to expand upon it this week which 
I can if you want. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so um, why don't you tell everybody? I mean, you've been doing various things. We've already said the mm-hmm. the short film that you the Santa Slays is that what it's called? Yeah, which yeah. ironically is also a uh, already horror movie that exists where Bill Goldberg, the wrestler, plays a murderous Santa Claus, and he kills <laughs> Yo, various s- late '90s uh, pop culture people. I saw a icons, clip of that around Christmas time. Wow! Yeah, it makes its way around every Christmas. <laughs> um, and so, you, and you've been doing various other other things. But why don't you talk about the soundtrack? We'll pivot into that. We we had a. I will say I had a pretty good Christmas considering. Uh, I'm hoping next year we don't have to go through this bullshit again. Uh, yeah. I made the best of of what I could for New Year's, uh, and uh, but I've been pretty well inside. Uh, and and I will probably continue to be that way for a while until this this uh, I wouldn't call it a wave. It's more of a like moving wall um, crashes over us, and 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 then we get out into the summer. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. At this point, it just seems like it's now just highly contagious. But it's just like a regular for regular people. It's just a regular thing. It's just like, yay, I'm sick. I'll be fine. But for your case it's different so yeah, yeah. it's uh you know we got to figure we got to wait until it dies down a little bit but i mean let's not talk about covid yet let's t- uh, well and i assume you got some cool well, stuff we've been talking about covid for the f- first whole entire podcast <laughs> yeah true i guess but i, I don't want to get into the the nitty gritty yet i guess um we have but, been <laughs> <laughs> i guess um <laughs> What I mean is, I don't want to get angry yet. That's what. I mean. Yeah. Well, uh, then let's just get past it. Uh, yeah. Um, but I'm assuming you got some. Well, let's go back to the sound soundtrack thing. Uh, uh, talk talk to the people about the soundtrack. Talk to the people about the experience of making your first soundtrack, and uh, and and how all of it's changed over the time of you working on all this stuff. Just tell them tell them some. Let them into your world. Okay, well, I I guess I'll explain as much as I can without just, like, without you hearing it for the next God knows how long. But, uh, yeah, so Snow Blinded movie I've been working, I've been working on for the past couple years. It's been a very small group of people working on this independent horror movie, trying to make it happen. And I offered to score the movie one knowing that uh, Brian didn't really have many options nor the uh, financial resources to really get somebody professional to do it. Um, So with that in mind, I, who have wanted to have always done this, like being scoring movies is ideally, I guess, like more than anything, probably my dream career path. Like, it gets to combine my two favorite things, movies and music. Like, what the fuck else is, like, cooler than that? So, I offered to uh, do it and on my own time whip together some things since I was on set of this movie, know the tone of the movie and understand what was going on. I was like, I can probably come up with some fucking music that will, like, capture the essence of the weird craziness of the movie 
And so I sent those to Brian and he ended up liking them. And so now for the past couple of months, since he has like a final cut of the film, we've been going through it and we went through it and like discussed what he wanted. And I was able to give him some ideas that like had his ideas like brought forward and stuff. And then I just kind of plugged away at it and went, I don't know how people score movies. Like, I don't know what the procedure is, how people, how other people do it. Like, I don't know what the fuck Hans Zimmer does. I don't know what Trent Reznor does. I don't know what John Williams, I don't know what their methods are. I don't know if there's like, I don't know what the rule book for scoring movies is per se. I didn't go to school for that. You know what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's probably like, especially like if, like in traditional uh, film score, you know, it's like big orchestras. Like, I don't know how to necessarily write for, for an orchestra. I just I know how to do what I do, which is I don't know. I have a strange assortment of genres that I can play with. So, <clears throat> um. So after like, so I sent him like some things early on. Some of those have stuck by. And also in the time I've upgraded um, how I like record. Like now I use Logic. Now I have a new computer. I've really like up my game of music production and stuff. So um, what Brian wanted, he wanted, since it's like set in a forest, he wanted lots of like percussion, wood sounds and, you know, he, it's about a guy going crazy. So, you know, a lot of craziness going on. And, you know, I feel like I captured that, but also I sort of got um, my own thing going too, which hopefully he likes. I don't know. He actually, as we're recording this, he may be listening to it right now because he did say he was going to listen to it today. So he may be, he may hate it. He may love it. There may be parts he hates or loves or whatever. I don't know. I sent him like a package of the songs and because I guess I should go back to the method I did. I went scene by scene, broke down different scenes and scored those scenes. So I don't know. I ended up scoring like basically the entire movie. I know that's probably not how it goes. And I know that probably not all that music's going to be used. So I don't know. I guess we'll find out in the upcoming days and maybe yeah, well maybe if you if it if it doesn't uh if you wind up being able to release the original soundtrack as like a streamable album you could have like the bonus songs that didn't uh didn't get Yeah, you know, I'll do I'll do something yeah, with do something them like in that. some capacity cuz if the movie ends up being sold or something and then if there is then like a distributor involved, who knows? It might be out of my hands. Uh, but I don't know. I imagine, I definitely imagine it'll be released in some capacity. If not, just email me and I'll send you it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if not, just uh, just hit the, hit the plug directly. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the source. Yeah, um, are open. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I'm just so uh, happy and proud to see you doing all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, it's so sick uh, to see 
you I love seeing my friends doing dope things. That's yeah. so like I'm just like super stoked for you. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I've seen bits and pieces of the uh movie throughout the various in- incarnations of it and I've seen bits and pieces and of stuff with your uh soundtrack over top of it and mm-hmm. uh and I'm just really excited yeah. to see when it's all put together because you know once everything is mixed and they go into the uh, sound design and 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 they mix everything down um it it'll be super interesting because even the difference between what you had sent me the rough version of Santa Slays of that yeah. short film versus what it sounded like when it was all mixed down properly yeah um it was just it's crazy um and i mean i know obviously i know that as someone who does mixing and mastering but it was like uh you know you really suddenly it becomes a whole thing you know what i mean it's not a bunch of parts that are yeah tangentially connected it becomes one final cut one final experience Mm -hmm. i can't wait to see what that's like with snow blinded and uh obviously i want to see regicide too the the other film you worked on in the summer um, I'm excited to see what they did for the music with that one now that, um, you know, now that that's probably being made as well. But with Snowblind, I was happy because it's such a wild experimental film at times that it really allowed me to also just like get fucking pretty wild with some shit. Like I've used so many sounds and instruments that I wouldn't use otherwise in any other music that I make. And now it's really been like, oh, shit, like experimenting with music and just like coming up with like something that doesn't necessarily sound like anything that I could necessarily think of. I was like, this is pretty sick. And it sounds cohesive as well. If you listen to it, it's a lot of music, but like you pull any given song out of the soundtrack, you can be like, oh, yeah, this is this makes sense that this is a connected piece. But, like, they're all pretty wild songs. I don't know. It's hard It's hard to describe without you knowing the movie or being able to show you the music at all. It's, I don't know. Well, but I mean, in, this can just serve. Time. This can serve, yeah, in due time. This can serve as a, as a preamble, a, 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 a setting the stage uh, a background talk. And, of course, I don't want to get into the, you know, nitty-gritty details of what plugins you used or whatever. We don't sell the sauce. The sauce gets kept to ourselves, yeah. um, but I'm just really stoked to to see uh, to see it. And I mean, realistically, kind of good time to be stuck at home uh, working on on a, on on a score or working on creative things. I think finally mm-hmm. um, now, because it's been so long of people being stuck inside, we're kind of used to it. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that's one thing. All right, I guess I guess I'll do my like my like one my i mean i have multiple gripes about about this whole omicron situation and everything um and boy how many fucking people have got it that i know more people in a month in my circle of life got covid than 2 years of of the thing like so yeah. many like we have friends who have it right now and like <laughs> i you know it's just so crazy. It went up so fast and everything got so like, it's so contagious, but I think you're right. It, it does seem to be more mild for people without, um, you know, pre-consisting conditions in their medical history and stuff like that. So hopefully this, this is just a giant wave that kind of gives people, uh, 
extra immunity, especially since we have such a high high number of people with uh, uh, vaccinations and and uh, boosters and stuff like that. So I'm hoping by the summer things kind of get back to normal again. Uh, uh, fingers crossed. But man, our premier is a moron. Like homeboy is an idiot. I, there's no way around it. That guy's like, a, I wish I would have done something when we saw him at that store. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't actually wish I would have done something, but like that guy's a moron. We got to vote him out. This guy's an idiot. Um, like what a moron. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm just over the whole thing. I, I don't mean like they, they clearly don't know what they're doing at this point. Like, cause the testing takes forever. They think everything is COVID. Like you say you have anything and they're just like, you got COVID. It's just like, well, it's because they can't, what? they can't te- like they cut testing for regular people. Yeah. You're only allowed to get tested if you're a high risk person or if you work in the medical field yeah. or an essential worker. Aside from that, you're not allowed to get tests. I mean, they're not even sharing yeah. school. Students go back to school again tomorrow and they're not going to report who has COVID in the classes. Like it's like they're purposely trying to crash everything, and that and I'm I just don't understand. Like why would you? You know, it just doesn't make sense. Know. And the I dude, don't got kids. Fuck them kids. Yeah. <laughs> um. He and then he vanished from the seventeenth until like January. Like he didn't come out and say anything. He just hid up at his cottage and didn't. I don't know. There's Which a real hibernating. Yeah. There's yeah. a real leadership problem. Uh, and the fact that they gutted a bunch of the healthcare stuff and 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 got rid of uh, nurses, like the capability to retain nurses and on and train nurses and just all of the stuff that our government has done during this pandemic that has just been yeah. head scratchingly stupid. Uh, I really haven't read any of the news or the stats or anything. I just know <laughs> they're just not doing a good job. Yeah. And like I'm I'm a dumb guy and it's just like there's some things I could have like probably like thought to have done better. Like Yeah. But, I don't know. I'm not gonna I can't think of any, I can't go through it, but like if I don't know, just if you go just go through Ontario the last two years, there's so many things that it's just like, Well, what the fuck did you think was gonna happen? Like, yeah. What, it's like, like the, there's so many the, moments. All the scientists are saying, Hey, this is a bad thing happened. How about you preemptively act? to save us from having to deal with it in a like critical situation in a couple of weeks. And every time it's like, Oh no, we'll wait to see. And then they wait until it gets really bad. And then they go, Oh, I guess we should do something. And they do the absolute minimum that they have to do. And then the minute the numbers start to go down again, even slightly, they're like, okay, we won. We did it. And it's like, Come on, man. I just don't get it. Anyway, that's my gripe is that those guys are, uh, especially Doug Ford, he is a sentient chicken meatball. Uh, he, uh, that whole, their whole thing is busted. They, I don't know if they're just trying to line their pockets or they're trying to crash the public health system to get private health se- sector set up here or whatever the hell they're doing. He's obviously doing stuff for his rich buddies who own you know, the, the grocery stores that make big corporations and donors and stuff like that. Um, 
I hope he doesn't get voted back in. That guy is a, a clown of the highest degree. Uh, and that's what I yeah. really that's what I really think. And he's really showing his ass. Uh, during yeah, he looks Omicron. like a minor hockey coach turned mob boss. It's really sad to see. Yeah, it's uh, like it. it's yeah. Um, but you know what? In in certain situations like this, where we got to stay inside and keep to ourselves a little bit more, uh, certain things flourish. Creativity flourishes, especially after you know uh, two two year almost two years of this. That that you know we're starting to figure out how to um, exist mm-hmm. in the world that we have. And it's a lot easier this time around. I, I For me, at least, I kind of was like, now I know what I'm getting into. I can make the yeah. changes that I need to to keep my mental health good. But it's also allowed, mm-hmm. you know, you've you've been able to do the sound, uh, the sounds, the score for the, for the uh, film and being able to work on a bunch of other creative stuffs. And look at us where this is episode mm-hmm. 49. We're almost at 50. Jesus. Uh, I know. Time That's crazy cuz and you're right. I've had like especially like this past week, I've had so much like creative clarity recently like with movie ideas. I've been able to wrap ideas up in my head just literally hours before we started recording, finished writing a short film. Boy, I'm on fire right now and you know what? It sucks the world's on fire, but I'm also on fire, baby. Uh it's it's it, and I, I really, truly do believe that, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I said this in the in the bird report that having the summer, this past summer, be pretty much normal, um, it was super, super important. Like, if yeah. we hadn't been able to go to the cottage, uh, like the three of us or the large group, uh, if mm-hmm. we if we hadn't been able to go out and eat and go to go sit at a patio and have some drinks and get out of the house. And, you know, things were relatively normal up until the end of November. Um, and, you know, mm-hmm. I got to go to Pennsylvania and do all that stuff. So it really did. I did get a, a, a enough of my a dip back into life. And then when this started happening, I was like, okay, I know what it's going to be. If we have to stay inside, I know what it's going to be now. I don't, I I know how to, uh, navigate that in such a way that is going to be uh, more positive for me than the first however many where it just there was one and then it was open a bit and then there was a big big lockdown and then a little a big lockdown again and it was just so back and forth so much uncertainty but now we've kind of settled yeah. into being at home it's uh it's a little bit of a, a different uh, experience this time around and i do feel the same way that i'm having this creative clarity i'm making beats again i i've recorded a bunch of songs we're killing it with bird protocol uh and th- and thank you for anybody who's listening uh because our numbers are going up steadily i'm seeing people listening to old podcasts to old episodes of the podcast uh and so that's sick you know like we're almost mm-hmm. at 50 let's push it to 100 big one let's push it to to 200 Let's keep it going for as long as we can. I just want to say cheers to almost 50. The next episode will be the the 50th. I can't believe that we did. Looking back on the past, uh, I guess it was what, 24 episodes we had done or something like that before we started up again last year. Um, or 20 episodes yeah, I or something. I think we, like, the large majority of the episodes we've done were from 2021 now. Like... I think we did like some some like thirty episodes last year or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. It was it was it's but and 
it's just been great. I mean, we're 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 firing in all cylinders. We're cl- we're clear headed. We're clear minded. We're of one goal, uh, and and that's good. I love it. Um, so you know what? Uh, I I hope that this Omicron thing calms down, and uh, I'm I my well wishes go out to anybody who has had it. and might have the long term effects or uh, is having it right now. I hope that it is light and mild and doesn't cause you a lot of inconvenience. Um, and hopefully this just turns into like a flu or something. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but you know what, if so, so long as we're stuck inside and we got time to watch movies and play video games, uh, and, and watch TV shows and listen to albums and whatever, then we're going to keep doing, doing the bird. Getting to the, the bird, birds, the big birds, yeah. getting to it. So that, that that'll lead me into the next thing. What what are we? Uh, what have we been watching, listening to, watching. playing? Uh, you know. Yeah, boy, I've been, I've been watching. I've been trying to watch uh, a movie a day. So far, I have not maintained that. I'm already at fifty percent. Um, <laughs> I tried. But whatever, I'm just gonna try and watch a lot of movies this year and just like get all over the place. Like, <laughs> I I watched a uh, Police Story, like Jackie Chan, yeah, like, the old Hong Jackie Kong Chan, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, firstly, the stunts are wild. Secondly, there is one of the craziest scenes of all time in that movie. So Jackie Chan is in at the police station and it's just him in the office and he's sitting in a chair and he's doing some random shit and then phone starts ringing. So he answers it and like somebody's reporting a crime and then wait, no, no. So he's on the phone talking to his uh, girlfriend or something and then somebody calls and reports a crime and somebody else calls to report another crime. Well, and this is all like comedy. This is all comedy. And on the phone, somebody's like, yeah, a man is raping me right now. And he's like, hold on. I need to talk to my girlfriend. And he's like, hello, who's this? And then and then somebody else is being beat by their husband. And he's like, hold on a second. I need to talk to my girlfriend. And they're like, I'm being beaten. And this is all comedy. This is hilarious. This is hijinks. There's funny music playing in the background. And then at the end, there's a whole silly thing where he falls and he doesn't get to eat his soup or his ramen or whatever. And I was just like, this is the wildest shit I've ever seen. Yeah. All of the, yeah, that's, that's a different culture. Like just how casually a woman's just like, I'm being raped right now. Help me. Just like, 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 I'm spinning in a chair. Uh, Yeah. It's different, different culture, different time. Uh, Those Jackie Chan movies like the early Jackie Chan movies. Yeah. Uh, much like some of the Chow Yun-Fat films and stuff like that. There's some parts that are a little bit, you know, they've, uh, uh, they're just like so bonkers and off the wall and aged yeah. out that you're just like, is this real? Yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, I feel like I got like pulled back like in time. I was like, yo, What? Like it was so outlandishly like out even even just like in place of the movie like the movie is like comic like it is a like a funny movie all around 
and it has like lots of physical comedy and like they're like normal jokes and shit. But like just this one, I was just like was not expecting rape and domestic abuse jokes. That was not. Yeah, I, I don't kind, know. I kind of I didn't expect the Anthony Jeselnik section just pop up out of nowhere. It was really just strange. That that uh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a long time. It's on uh, Crave. I I should probably go back and watch it. So is the second one. I haven't watched the second one yet, though. But um, yeah. what have I been watching? I don't even know. I haven't watched a lot of movies. I've been watching a lot of television. Uh, if you want to talk about a t- TV show that's just uh, also just bonkers and off the wall, I finally watched Euphoria. Um, uh, <laughs> Where to begin? Um, let's Count see. That right. horny yeah, people. like that. This the, that TV show is. Um, we had ta- we talked about this before and said, uh, you know, it's. I I I think it was after we recorded the Pacific Rim pod. I was saying that I, I we were chatting for a bit and I said, you know, it, it oscillates between three. It's like a triangle, and on one corner is like uh, uh, like drugs and psychedelics. And, and, and like that, you know, addiction and, and drug use and drinking and partying. Mm-hmm. And then one corner is, um, uh, just horny, just unbelievably horny, just full frontal nudity, dicks everywhere, people banging, just crazy. And then the top one is like existential dread. And it just like shoots between or, uh, connects those three points or connects all of them at once or shoots between each one of them uh, and to the varying degrees throughout the whole show. Um, and ha- I'm happy to say that now that I've watched the second half of the first season, it slows down a bit um, and you get to know a little bit more of the characters. But like, I'm here to tell you that there is no high school in the world that is is like they're trying to relate to the kind of zoomers the you know the the gen z people and to a degree i yeah. understand it uh but like it takes the kind of like honest look at teenage life that you would find in like skins which is obviously dramatized there's obviously things that happen there's got to be story beats there's got to be stakes that are raised there's got to be a reason for people to tune in but this one it's just like uh you know it's like insane like it's like just non-stop it's like one scene like there's literally a scene where there's this girl and this dude and they're smoking weed and then the dude the dude's like oh, are you a, are you a slut and he's like, and she's yeah, like, I'm a yeah, big slut, baby. Yeah. And yeah. then he's like, so what if I, I'm what if I pulled, slut. what if I pulled my dick out right now? And I'm like, what is this? What am I watching? And it's, and it's like, yeah. it's like overtly horny, overtly like drugs every, t- every chance that they can, or it's about not doing drugs. And cause the main character is trying to stay sober oh. for, and then yeah. there's like every character is like a, uh, it's like what I imagine, like some like studio person thought that that kind of person would be. Yeah, like, I I don't know like where they get this because when I was in high school, it was like if you smoked weed, it was like cool. It was like cool to smoke weed. Like if you did like mushrooms and like or like acid, it was like whoa, that guy, that guy's 
freaky that guy's over there but then it's like if you did like pills or like coke or anything everyone's like this person's the fucking bum like what the fuck yeah like, no all these kids are like going loser. super hard <laughs> at these parties they all look like models there's like a part in one of the episodes where it's the girl is having a revenge bang for where does the show take place supposedly I, I, I don't know I don't think they really ever say it's supposed to be somewhere in America, there's like a uh, the one guy is like a psychopath who's like not sure if he's straight or not, but he's like the football c- captain. He like goes to a dude's house and beats him almost to death. Um, and he stalks everybody and he he like pretends to be someone online to like get at this other girl who had who who his dad had had sex with and she's a trans woman and so his dad had had met up with her and banged her and then they figure it it's it's so wild it's like it's it it was almost overwhelming in the first couple episodes where i was like i don't know if i can make it through this but i was like i'm going to see it to the end i'm happy to say in the back half of it they slow it down. They do the thing that all HBO shows do where the first couple episodes are just like so absolutely wild and like risque and edgy that, um, that it kind of, it's like trying to be a hook, you know? Yeah. It's like in the first episode of game of Thrones where it's like, you have brother and sister banging Khaleesi gets sexually assaulted. Someone's head gets cut off. So, you know, it's just like, it's all these things that happen really quickly. Yeah, to be it's like, the oh. HBO way to do. Somebody yeah. somebody gets fucked up in the first episode. Like, literally every, yeah, every show, something crazy happens in the first half. And then the second half really builds characters, slows it down. Yeah, no, I think that's the HBO formula. Yeah. And, and then s- big, big finale. And then next season. Yeah. And also mad, like, so many, like, mad nudity. Like, it's just so much. Like, it's just dicks. It's just everywhere. trying to induce horniness, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just... ethos of the show is be horny, stay horny. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I, the thing is, is that they do tackle some things very well. Uh, and I do appreciate the fact that um, the main romance is not a conventional romance. I like the fact that there's a character who is transgendered. Um, and dealing with her sexuality and femininity and dealing with sexuality in general as a teenager in the social media age, there are like, it's what I think is, as I think that these are a bunch of like situations that probably have happened, but not all of them happening at the same time to this specific group of people in this school. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like they were just, they picked all these horrible stories from the news or rumors or whatever. And we're like, let's have it all happen to them at once. Um, And it doesn't, it really doesn't cast drug use in a good light. Like the main character's struggle is to stay clean and to not use um, because she ODs. And so like, it's, you know, and that's not a spoiler because it's in the first episode that that's what I also like. The funny thing about like these high school like shows where they're like doing drugs and stuff is like I don't really sympathize with them because it's like you're young and you're stupid. Like what the fuck are you doing? Like 
whatever. It's like it's it's like sadder when you see like an older person battling addiction because it's like fuck, this is like a worn down person that's like what, a, like yeah, and they do they, you know they've this is what they've succumbed to. Whereas like watching a young person be a fucking drug addict, it's like it's like you just want to slap them and just be like, are you dumb? Like get your shit together, you fucking idiot. Like well, and I also you know my my opinion is is everything in moderation, including moderation, right? Like people. Yeah are bound to explore and experience and try new things. And there's obviously, I'm not endorsing you try everything, but you know what I mean? Like, I think that like, uh, you know, that, that it, that there's, um, it's normal for people to try different things and to have fun every now and again, safely and, and within, you know, Mm -hmm. supervision of your friends or whatever, you know what I mean? Like that's part of growing up. Um, but I mean, this show is just like it's like an avalanche of, of it's just excessive, excessive sexuality, drug use, uh, and and like violence uh, in the first little bit, and um, and then it kind of mellows out, and you start exploring the characters, and then you start seeing, uh, you know. Um, you start seeing the different layers and the different things going on and people work things out or people don't or whatever. And it, and it winds up becoming a little bit more, um, uh, you can take it a little bit better. The, it, it, mm-hmm. it becomes the pacing doesn't become so frenetic and stuff like that in the second half. And then they have the two holiday specials, which were just focused on the main two characters. And then the, uh, which were really nice. I think it was really smart to have, very slow episodes that were just based on them talking about their feelings and expounding on their relationships and their, why things happen the way they did and stuff. Uh, I said expounding, I meant expanding. Um, And, uh, and, and then the season two comes back and then it's back to kind of like sex violence, uh, uh, crazy shit happening. But you know what? I, 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 my mind changed a bit once I was in the second half of the first season. I thought, okay, I get it. If this is an HBO show, I get it. But it is, the cinematography is, is awesome. Um, there's a lot of really cool stuff that they do in the actual show uh, that, that. Um, I mean, from what I've seen, the show looks beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's really, really cool. Sh- really, really cool. Um, kind of like mise-en-scene in the way that they set things up, framing, cinematography, the lighting's really good. And all the actors do a good job at, like, the people who are scummy, I don't like them. And the people mm-hmm. that are are the Rue, Zendaya, uh, she does a really good job portraying somebody who is, uh, has gone through a really hard life and is is a drug addict and is trying to get clean, but is fighting against her own demons and um, mm. the jewels, the transgendered uh, woman um, who's, it's an actual trans actress. Um, they, that she's incredible too. There's a lot of really cool real world stuff in it. But again, it was like the writers were like, let's just throw all of it at these people somehow all of these people are all involved in all of the worst possible things that could happen in high school as a gen z person and it just becomes kind of like frenetic and overpowering at times um so but you know what i still rec i still would recommend it i guess i think that it was you know anyway i i watched yeah. that uh i, I watched didn't euphoria i, I didn't see spider-man 
uh, which I'm pissed about. And yeah. I wanted to say to all the studios out there, not that anybody's listening to this, but if say you worked at a studio and you did happen to hear us somehow, yeah. um, stop making the pandemic still going on. Don't put things only in theaters. Put them in only in theaters for like two I mean, three weeks and then put it online. Especially in Canada, like Canadian distributors, like <laughs> this country's going to hell. Yeah. Like, like, in America, they're just like, go do whatever. Everything's, everyone's just going out and doing shit anyway. But in Canada, we can't go see movies. We can't. We just. Yeah. I mean, you made <laughs> Spider-Man made a billion dollars in three days or something. Okay. Yeah. Just put it I, on streaming. I'll put, buy it. Yeah. Put it on, put it on Apple movies so that i can rent it for 25 dollars. Yeah. i'll watch it because i want the blu-ray watch- already like yeah what, what do okay we need the interview between the three spider-mans okay go record it pop it on the fucking blu-ray and the special features let's go let's do this let's like get i fucking under- kevin feige commentary let's do it like i i understand why they want to do it because they want to bring money to the theater system but i as someone who who loves movies and many people do movie theaters will never go away um and i think that it's a bad idea for the studios though to put all of their money and thoughts into theater yeah. system being the only way like yeah, i think it's not th- the only thing yeah. anymore it's the ideal way and the optimal way definitely and yeah, like I the way love- i want to experience most movies However, sometimes it just doesn't happen, especially this year. Even when movie theaters were open, like the past couple of months, there was a lot of movies I wanted to go see, but I was just like, I just didn't get around to it. And now I can't see a lot of those movies because it's like they're just in the ether of distribution of it's like, you know, there's, I mean, they started I don't know where they are. Where are they going to land? And then sometimes they might land on it's like, I don't fucking have Hulu. Can I even get Hulu? I don't no. know. And that's the thing. <laughs> like, and that's the thing is that like, it's, it's really like, I understand why they want theaters to exist, but I, I want them to know that theaters aren't going away. If I had the choice between watching Spider-Man here at yeah. home or going with you and some of my other friends or with Megan or with somebody and seeing it in the theaters with people, I would 100% do that. But like them just being like, oh, okay, we had this whole two year pandemic and, and Warner brothers was like, yeah, we'll put, we'll put our stuff on HBO, um, which was smart. And then they're like, yeah, they put only- it on HBO or you could put it on, they put them on re- for rental, which yeah. is if you didn't have HBO, so and it's that, like, and you can least- get them. And even if it wasn't like, even if it, you wanted it to, to go online, but you wanted the theaters to have like you let let the theaters have it only for a month and then put it online. Don't wait a super long time to yeah. allow people to finally see it on streaming services or rent it. Like you will make money. There are tons and tons of people who aren't going to movie theaters right now that want to see these movies just as bad. Dune mm-hmm. Dune came out for rent. I rented it. Was it twenty five dollars? Yes. Am I happy I paid it? Yes. Will I probably buy it? Yes. You know, like if if let's say I want to go see Dune on a big ass giant screen, I, I don't do, have I, a big enough TV. I think the really capture the scope of Dune and its interplanetary worms. Yeah, 
I, I, but I just, I think that it's such a bad, it's what everybody is doing is that instead of looking at all the stuff that we've figured out through this pandemic and then using that to incorporate, to make life better for everybody, they're reverting back to the old ways because they figure that that's the easiest, the less expensive or the least expensive. And, uh, and people just want to go back to exactly the same way things were. I actually don't. I think we should take the stuff that we've learned from this pandemic and create a new way of doing things where you can go to a movie theater if you want to, or you can pay the $25 to rent it at home when it comes out. Like, I think that that's something that would make sense because there's a lot of people who don't want to go to theaters anymore or people who don't have the time or uh, the pandemic is still going on. Omicron is kicking everyone's ass, you know, like, why are we so, so set on having it be one way when you could be making hand like fist over fist money even more if you had released it on Apple TV to rent or Amazon to rent or whatever? If it had been released digitally two weeks after it was in the theater, that, that mm-hmm. one billion would be a lot higher, you know, but nobody wants to have that conversation. I don't know why, because it was stuck in yeah. the old ways. I don't know. Movie theaters won't die though, because people like you and I will still go to movie theaters. Yeah, Marvel keeps shitting out movies every three months, and those are the things that people go to see at theaters. And then, you know, because of big ass dumb movies like that and like The Matrix and stuff, which people will go see for some reason. Oh, I'm gonna watch that. It's available online now, so I'm I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna report that report back and let you guys know whether it is actually trash or. It's just a decent Wachowski movie, but people hate it because whatever. I, I can't tell. The, the reviews are mixed. Some people are like, it's really good. It's really tongue-in-cheek. I mean, I've and never been a fan I know, of you don't The like Matrix. It. So. But I, I'm, I want to go. I want to see, and I will report back. Um, what else have we? I've been watching? I don't know. I just watched a bunch of old movies. Like I rewatched The Town for some reason. Nice. I, I don't know I mean, why. That's not incredibly old. No, but I mean, I watched... I, I watched a real old movie. I watched Pass of Glory by Stanley Kubrick. Oh, that's sick. In the 50s. That was sick. Um, what else did but I no, watch? Town's sick. I was going to watch... There was a night where I was going to watch The Town, but then it's whenever I see a movie that's two and a half hours, I'm just like, man, god damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of H... We were talking about HBO. I... Like, I'm nearing the end of the first season of Deadwood. And that show, it's really good. All right. Well, we got it. It took took a while because the first season, there's there's too many characters. There's a lot of characters. There's a lot of people coming and going. And there's just a lot that they have to lay out first. But then, you know, after some characters die (laughs) and uh, some people get smallpox, then, you know, it starts... Yeah, I kind of want to do Deadwood is the third in our unofficial Western trilogy because then we got a game, a movie, and a TV show. Uh, I feel like that would be a real good one to do because Deadwood is one of my favorite TV shows. I'm glad you're watching. We've already done Westworld. Oh, yeah, we did do Westworld. Well, I guess we could add Deadwood. Sci-fi Western, I guess. Deadwood could be like the fourth, I guess. I don't know if Westworld is in... We considered that part of the 
No, I don't think we did because that was before we did Red Dead Redemption and before we did. Um, well, I, I didn't know we were doing a. Tri- this is the first I've heard of this supposed Western trilogy. Anyway, oh, it was just an. It's not a real trilogy. It's just a. Uh, I said that I wanted to talk about the in one of the podcasts. I said I wanted to to talk about the th- my three favorite Western things, which would be Tombstone, Red Dead Redemption, and then I said. I'm, I it may not have said, but my, the one that was on my mind was Deadwood because it's like I just love Deadwood. Deadwood's yeah. so good. It's a fantastic um, show. Oh, another thing that came out um, that uh, I don't know if you watch Otis, but I I watched it very very uh, quickly all the way through. A new episode of Queer Eye. Love me some Queer Eye. Um, I just like people seeing people being nice and helping people. It's uh, it's just really nice to see it's just a nice show to watch it's like rupaul it's just people being i hate makeovers oh i also think the makeover episodes are like some of my least favorite episodes of rupaul i don't know i i hate when it's like some person it's like i'm gonna make you so much better and then like it's just like a sob story and it's just like they don't really do i mean there are some things where it's like they're they are helping people who are have been through a tough time but sometimes it's just like uh they're they don't do always just one person sometimes they do businesses sometimes they do um like uh they did like a a prom in one of them and it's more about not about like i'm gonna make you this they're like we want to help you see yourself in a better way it's very positive it's not like one of those home makeover shows where uh you know it's uh i mean it is in a way oh hey look i said i liked cooking so you put spatulas all over the entire house yeah i hate it (laughs) no it's it's more like because each one of them have like a different aspect of their life that they focus on like there's a one guy who's like a counselor and he talks to them about like what they feel is impeding them or why they do a certain thing. Like he talks to them and helps them kind of see themselves in a new light. And then there's a guy who is a cook and he talks to them about cooking and and stuff like that. And then there's a guy who does the clothing and a guy who does the hair and skin. And then a guy who does the renovations and they all kind of come together to, uh, to lift up different people from all walks of life. Like there's people who are transgendered. There are people who are, uh, you know, religious Republican people. There are just random, you know, cis white guys. There's women, there's, it's everybody. And I just, I just really like the fact that it focuses on the kindness and the kind of like learning to self-love a bit more like i i just really like stuff like that call me a softy i'm a softy at heart so i uh, i ate that those shows I, seem very incredibly insincere to me uh, oh, well i i really i really enjoy it i recommend you give it a try but if you hate makeovers then you might just hate it anyway based on the premise of makeovers but i love those guys i think i i think uh i think that uh uh that they are doing really really good stuff being going out there and being kind and i think the world needs a little bit more of that so i mean of course it is a make you're right it is a makeover show yeah let's be kind let's make sure we bring the whole fucking camera crew along first before we be kind yeah i get my own makeup done too before i can be kind 
I, I, I have to I, make sure that it's properly scheduled for me to be kind between the hours of nine and eleven. Yeah, I see your point, but I still think <laughs> I still think that there's a. I mean that that argument can be applied to anything, and um, yeah, like I mean, it's just like I. If you go, just the amount of times I've had the conversation with my mom about Ellen. I'm like, Ellen's so great. She's so fantastic. I'm like, you know when the cameras turn off, like, she doesn't fucking care. Like, you don't exist. You don't matter to her. Like, it's like, and then it guess came to light that people, that she turns out she doesn't want to fucking talk to people when cameras aren't on. It's like, Yeah. If I got paid to go and do shit in front of the it's camera, her job, though. That's why the, would I want to fucking uh, do that's, that? That's like, like when people, whenever we used to play shows, and then immediately after we get off stage, people would run over and, like, try to talk my ear off while we're, like, unloading. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> and, like covered in doing? sweat like, and be I like, just give anyways. me. Like, give I, me, my ears are ringing. Yeah, give me five minutes. Give me 20 minutes. Like, let me decompress like i remember when somebody was talking to me about how they went to go see dallas green and they went to go talk to dallas green right after right after he got off stage and then they were like he was such a dick because he didn't want to talk to me he just walked away and i was like maybe let him get a glass of water you know maybe let him put his guitar away and have a moment of quiet reflection he just went on stage and performed personal songs of his Mm-hmm. Whether you're a seasoned performer or uh, a new performer, getting on stage and performing is takes a lot out of you and you need space and time. Like, that's their job. They're getting up on stage and working and performing and delivering things to you. You give them, like, fucking half an hour to relax, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, or, like, maybe they're just not going to talk to you. They're not, like obliged to talk to you yeah. like I people don't know. aren't obliged to talk to you just because you want to have a conversation <laughs> yeah um let's see uh things that have been released that we uh music that i listened to i uh, wanted to shout out uh uh wednesday because he dropped complicated uh it's an ep uh it's six songs uh real really happy with the way that he's moving and finding his kind mm-hmm. of uh signature sound and uh and showing a little bit more emotion and um these songs especially makes me blue big fan of that song a big fan I'll of- give it the uh the uh weed session stamp of approval nice. I uh when was it? Whenever we last played Rocket League, I said I was going to go smoke some weed. Popped on that EP. It's real quick. It's like 10, 12 minutes. The songs are real short. But I went for like a quick session. I just sat there and just listened to it and just zoned out. I was like, yeah, it's tight. Yeah, it's really good. Um, uh, and really good beat selection too. Um, obviously, uh, Earl Sweatshirt, sick, dropped. Uh, I really like Earl Sweatshirt's new, I, I like Sick. I like the way that he's moving. I like the beat selection. I like the fact that he's, uh, the production s- seems like it's a little bit more crisp and more clear. And his delivery too, like it's very, um, 
it's kind of like a culmination of all the stuff that he's done before. Uh, and it's executed yeah. really nice. It's I really like yeah. it. Um, that song. The last few things have been kind of weird for just like seems like the sake of weirdness, which is fine. But like very like just MF doom strangeness. And now I think he's streamlined that. Into yeah, like yeah. A, and like. Band. Uh, 2010 i when i first heard that single i was like this is crazy and it's pretty much uh you know 10 songs of very similar uh production very similar experimental sounds but it's a lot clearer it's a lot cleaner his rapping seems to be a little bit more um uh, reminiscent of some of the older stuff that he did, like Doris or I don't like shit. I don't go outside. It's really good. I haven't spent enough time with it. I've only listened to it a couple times, but I really did enjoy it. Um, I listened to the new Corday from a bird's eye view. Uh, Corday might market correct J Cole. Um, he's really rapping, rapping, and I like it. I mean, it's not it's not club bangers. It's not. Uh, I mean, there's some stuff in there that that goes, but it's just very like clean kind of upper echelon. I don't want to say backpack, but like really, uh, really given it. I mean, I don't think anyone will market correct J. Cole, but like kind of market corrected old J. Cole, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. Don't li- I'm just talking shit. Um, but it's <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Uh, I listened to it while playing Rocket League twice through and I really enjoyed it. It's a uh, good uh you know it's flows really well together um got some really great um features uh there's a song uh champagne glasses that has it's uh corday stevie wonder freddie gibbs and nas which is kind of crazy yeah which nas's new album is also sick yeah nas's new album is also sick um that one goes really hard. Uh, I really like the new uh, stuff from the weekend. Um, I thought that that was crazy. Uh, it's like crazy, like '90s electro house coke party vibes. It's like it's wild. It's it's wild. Some of the transitions on that album is just oh oh my god. Um, but I'm gonna, gonna, I feel like he'll score the next fucking Safety Brothers movie. He was in. He has, to, he has the right amount of coke to do it. He was in uh, Uncut Gems. Yeah, he was in Uncut Gems. I know. Um, like, I feel like he might do it because, like, their 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 scores were always very synth based, and I don't know. It's supposed to be, but yeah, it's it's that's really good. What else have I been listening to? I don't know. Um, I listened to. Uh, the new i listened to the new token or token record uh just to give it a try i actually thought that it was kind of cool um it's really different from all the stuff that he did before uh i like when artists kind of like evolve um i'm not a huge token fan but like i thought i'd give it a listen and i was pleasantly surprised uh if you're a fan of of that type of uh rapping uh he also kind of challenges perception of what he used to be with what he's doing now there's more melody there's more there's less rapidy rapidy rap 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 and more kind of like introspective thoughtful stuff but there's still rapidy rapping on there um i'm rap, waiting rap, rap, rap. i'm waiting for the freddie gibbs album which is supposed to be coming any any moment 
that's what I really want to to hear. I listened to the Gunna album. Um, I I don't like how Gunna raps. I I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, he's just got wild fits. He's part of like the the uh, YSL uh, like uh, Young Thugs label. He's part of that Slime Season gang. Um, I just don't like people are like, oh, it's yeah, so fun out of my realm. Of it's so knowing. Fun. It's so fun. It's just a fun. And to me, I'm like, yeah, but it, all the songs kind of sound exactly the same. It's not, you know, it's, it doesn't capture me the way Young Thug's music does. Uh, maybe I just don't like his voice and cadence. I don't know. It just didn't, didn't resonate with me as much. But if you like it, go go off, King. Like, I'm not, I'm not judging anybody for what they like. Um, but uh, it just didn't do it for me. So uh, I guess those are the things that I've been listening to recently. Um, mm. I guess there's a couple other older stuff, but I'm not going to go on about older stuff that I, yeah. those are some of the new stuff that I've listened to. Is that anything you've been listening to? Uh, not, not in particular, really. I just sort of just going through my average stuff. Um, I don't know, just finding a lot of, like since I've been doing the score, just finding a lot of strange instrumental music, which has been fun. Just finding a lot of old weird movie scores. And yeah, um, uh, doing that. Um, yeah, prior to Christmas, I bought myself some um, uh, some new games, and start with the start with the silliness first. Um, I started playing NBA Two K Twenty Two because it is now twenty twenty two. So new year, new ball game. And boy, is this one just a just a miss. Just there's a hub world that to play my career, you have to firstly you have to be online to play my career because you have to go into this giant hub world and you have to run to missions like it's a fucking RPG game. Can't just like fast travel to practice or no, you gotta fucking get out and ride a skateboard to practice. Like, what the... Why am I riding a skateboard in a fucking NBA game? So, that's fucking stupid. When you actually get to the game itself, it's fantastic. Playing basketball in a basketball game, surprisingly fun. Doing anything else other than playing basketball in a basketball game is fucking stupid. (laughs) Well, like... Yeah, I don't need the Sims experience. I don't need to go through. There's a whole side quest where I can start a rap career. Why do I want to start a rap? I don't give a shit about a rap career. I can. My guy can barely even fucking sink a free throw. I need to hit the gym. Okay, I have yeah. bigger concerns right now. Okay, I I felt <laughs> I've felt that way for a little while. I even with two K twenty, which I still play occasionally. You know, 2K20, that's the last one I played. And like, that was fine. Cause you could just have, there was some side quest shit, but like it, it wasn't, it well, didn't the whole, the whole like track t- from the game. Turning, itself. Yeah. The whole turning your career into an immersive experience and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I feel like they keep adding to it in the wrong way. Like, I feel like yeah. if you want to be, have a more immersive experience, I wanted more stuff that like what you got in 2K20, where it's like, design your own shoe, uh, you know, interact on social media, 
you know, do more varied interviews, have more options for how you want to rep, rep, like represent and present yeah. yourself. Um, you know, all of that stuff that was really cool in the story part of my career. And then they just kind of like left it in afterwards so that it kind of feels like you're doing something cool. Um, yeah. I wanted to see expanded marketing. I wanted to see expanded abilities to uh, to trade or to look at the stats of other players in the league, to work with your GM, to work with your teammates. I wanted to focus mm-hmm. more on the actual basketball playing career as opposed to, oh, you know, we're giving you more options to do uh, I guess you can become a rapper. I don't know why the hell that or yeah. skateboard. Like, I don't know. Maybe like it does. Like it seems like like I can interact with like my coach and like, GM and stuff. But like, like there's so many times. Like if you go like if it's sometimes you have to go and do a fucking side quest, and it's like why I just want to go lose this game to the Bucks, go to practice, improve my stats, hit the gym, yeah, play the next game. I don't want to be distracted by the fact that i need to go do some meeting for some fucking like clothing company and instead of you just showing a cut scene of me doing a signing or something i have to legitimately take five minutes and walk across this giant world you created for some reason and not added like they haven't added a fast travel unless like it's hidden and or I'm just dumb and blind, but it's not there. Yeah, I don't know. You can know. fast that travel seems... to your apartment and that's it. I mean, I like I like the fact that you like I like the fact that you could go to gym and increase your stats. I like the fact that you could do one thing I didn't like. Yeah, but I wish that was just in like a menu and it's like go to gym and then you just teleported you to a gym. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, that's fantastic. Like, okay, then I can go to the gym, walk around the gym, use whatever machine I want. And then when I'm done, click fast travel to practice and I'll go to practice, do some shit. And they'll be like, okay, I hit the gym, did my fucking drills. Now, now I'm going to go, my stats are up right now. I'm energized. Time to go fucking play a game. Let's go fucking dunk on some people. Yeah. But I, I think there's so many lulls of just walking. It's like that in, in 2020 why? or in, in 2K20, they had some of that, but the hub was a lot smaller. Um, the hub's huge. It's unnecessarily big. It there's was just four like different block. sectors of it because there's like four. It's supposed to be like four different like quadrants of like teams that you can join. And it's like, okay, this makes sense if I'm online and want to actually partake in this. I'm just doing my offline career because I just want. I just like doing career mode. I yeah. just like building a guy and starting as a piece of shit and eventually being an all star. Like it's two seasons yeah, later. And you want to focus more on the career. That's well. That's what yeah. I. I feel that way too. I also some feel, people just want to get right online, which is like uh, yeah, and I also that's not me. But. I also feel like they they cut back. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about. Um, oh yeah, I feel like that they tried to balance out the kind of career sim version of the game and then the like story mode version of the game that makes you want to want to win but then in the career until you finish the first season whenever the actual quote-unquote story ends in your version in 2k20 it's when you finish the first season that's when your the career story mode ends 
Um, yeah, and then it just you continue your career from there. And yeah, you just play season after season after but season. And just I, build but your I guy didn't up. need. I didn't. I don't need to know why that he came from a broken family or that he, you know, was a phenomenon in high school. I don't need any of that. Like, I just want to yeah. play basketball. Like, there should be two modes. There should be my career story, and then just my career. Where yeah. you just pick just a character, my player, just yeah, make a guy, player, make and just a guy. Ball. Yeah, that's exactly. It. That's yeah. that's what they. That's exactly. That's that's exactly yeah. it. I don't need to have a side quest where like Pusha T wants to fucking meet me at like a rooftop party. Like that's cool, but like I got I got dunks that need to be going on. Like I'm sorry, Pusha, <laughs> but like, bro, I, I got we we got to give. I we got to hit the court. Yeah, I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying to meet Mr. Uh, Pusher Terrence. Uh, yeah. I'm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get on the court. I'm trying to get some. Uh, get the backboard rattling. You know what I mean? Like trying to yeah. trying to make something happen. I'm trying to put numbers on the board. Yeah, Feel exactly. Like, yeah, get, like come on. <laughs> um. Well, this okay. I, sometimes I don't understand why developers do what they want to do. I want to talk about. So I remember a couple months ago. Uh, I bought, well, some of you guys might remember, and I can't remember which one of the podcasts. It was a probably a Lazy Bird episode. But around yeah. my birthday, I was talking about how I bought Aliens Fire Team. I was really enjoying it. I was playing it slowly. Um, and uh, I got to a point in it. I don't know if I ever brought this up before, but I, this is a question that I have for the developers of this. Um, it You get to about halfway through, because there's like four chapters uh, obviously they're going to have kind of like, uh, I don't know if it's DLC or expansions or whatever, but there's the four chapters of the main story that you get. And then obviously as you play through those chapters on diff- varying difficulties, you unlock mm-hmm. new stuff and blah, blah, blah. Um, and the game itself, it's like mainly you're like fending off, like, are, are you just like fending off hordes of aliens or are you progressing through levels? You're progressing, fighting aliens? you're progressing through levels, fighting aliens, but on each level, there's one or two instances where you have to fight waves of them. And as yeah. the levels get harder, the, there are vi- more varied uh, types of, of enemies, not just mm-hmm. xenomorphs. There's, you know, there's um, synths, there's some new things that they made f- because you're in an engineer spaceship and, yeah there's some new stuff there's like infected uh scientists and all there's a bunch of different things all types of evils yeah all types of all types of evils um but so the first i think there's actually five because there's like a precursor mission and then there's Mm -hmm. like four main storylines i can't remember it's either four or five i think there's one that only has like or maybe it's all maybe it's just four uh anyway it doesn't matter (coughs) but at the end of one of them, there's a, uh, right in the middle, there's a mission. One of the hardest missions I've ever played. I was playing through on casual because I just wanted to have fun, get a, get a feel for the levels, get a feel for the gameplay so that I could, when I decide to go back and play it on, on uh, hard mode, that I would know the levels. I also wanted to go through on casual so I could get all of the uh, intel and find all the hidden caches and just get a feel for the game, right? Because right. I know these games, like when you go up in levels, it gets harder. You need to know where in the levels things are going to pop out and, you mm-hmm. know, what's the best way to do So I was like, I'm going to play through casual and just enjoy myself. 
Excuse well, me. Too right? casual, is it? Uh, I, most of the game is fine. I had died maybe once or twice, but once I got the hang of it, it was like pretty easy. Um, but there's one level that I don't know what what the fuck you guys were thinking about when you made this, but it is one of the hardest levels I've ever played in any game. I, I took me more than 10 tries. I quit the game for like four months because I was so <laughs> mad. I was like, I can't beat this level. And no matter how hard I tried, it's just like spawning the hardest units in f- groups of five every two minutes and you have to pick up these things and put them into this and you have to do pick up these power cores and put them into this machine and every power core you put in the stronger bad guys spawn and they spawn faster so when you get to the last one that you got to put in it's spawning like all of the hard like it's spawning in your ass kit. yeah and if you're not playing with people who know uh how to do it or you're playing with ais uh yeah you die like so it's like back for blood or like left for dead and the same like yeah same same kind of like teammate oriented well back for blood at least they change it up and this one doesn't really change up every time it's just you get to the last power core and it's spawning five heavy synths every minute or every two minutes and it takes at least a minute to kill one of them and there's five of them and they're shooting flamethrowers and shooting missiles and doing all the stuff and then on top of that, you've got all of the regular synths, the wardens, and the guys who are running at you with pipes or without heads that explode. And it just gets so hard that it's almost impossible to do. And I did it like literally. And it's not just me who feels this way. I've gone online and looked it up and be like, what's the deal with this level? And everyone's like, yo, this is unbelievably hard. I'm playing on casual. I can't beat it. Finally, I beat it. Let me tell you something. I, I, I got to the last level and I played the last level and I was smiling the whole time. I had a great time. Last level, you have to do like a, there's a part where you have to do four things and each time more xenomorphs come and blah, blah, blah. But that shit was easy. It was a breeze. That last mission was a cakewalk compared to the mission in the middle of the game. Why did Dude. you do that? Why did you make the middle of the game so uh, hard? What is wrong with these people? Like, what, like I I was so excited for the game, and I played, I couldn't beat it like six times in a row, and I was like, fuck this game. Yeah. And I just didn't play it for a long time. And then, so finally, I was like, I'm going to finish it. And I came back. And then I the first, like, three or four times again, I lost. And I was getting so mad. I was like, I'm not going to do... Not going to play it again. Luckily, I got in with two other players who were really good. And they explained to me a couple things. And and then we were able to beat it. Did we beat it uh, cleanly? No. It was real tight at the end. But we beat it. And I was done with that. And I'm so I'm happy that that happened. But why would you do this middle of the game? Make it, it's like almost impossible. It's just like, yeah, it just doesn't seem fair. It's like, it's not like, it's not a natural progression of difficulty. No, it's the rest of the game was a cakewalk on casual. Mm -hmm. Once I figured it out, like after the first couple levels and I figured out, okay, when this guy comes, I have to dodge, you know, make sure that I'm putting my sentry guns here and here, blah, blah, blah. I got a hang of it and became a cakewalk. And then I got to that level. And, and the other thing 
is that before you get to that part, you find a room that has literally like 50 guys in it. And they don't tell you that you have to just run through and they won't chase you. They just say, oh, you got to get through this room. Be careful. And then you walk through the room slowly because you're like, oh, they want you to be careful. They all wake up and beat you to death. Jeez. But if you just run. But if you just run through, they don't catch you. Hmm. Isn't that wild? And it's Sometimes you gotta take me. some risk, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah. once I figured some... out, you just run through it. It's easy. You just run through yeah. it. Like <laughs> they don't yeah. chase you down the stairs, so you just like run through the room, go up to the top of the stairs, and then go down the next stairs. And they just stay in the room. You See, go back. To a sleep. lot of this is reminding me of Demon Souls. Yeah, I know. That's which... this was a good segue into Demon Souls. Yeah. Because firstly, I had to take some like time away from that game because too many. Bo- I was stuck. Because, like, there's, like, a hub world in that game, and then there's, like, five other worlds you can go into, and they have various levels within, and you progress through them. So some are, so so I I beat, like, two, and then I was, like, stuck on, like, three different bosses. And then this past weekend, I finally got past, like, one. And in this one, it wasn't even the boss itself. It was just, like, a regular character, like, enemy on the way to its bot on the boss that for some reason, it just shot magic and it would just one hit kill me. These fucking mind flayer dudes, that's what they're called. And they look like fucking dumb octopus wizards and I hate them. And I finally figured out how to do it. And then the boss room that they were guarding, the boss inside, like I beat it in like a minute. It was so easy. And I was like, fuck. And then I beat that level, moved on to a level I was stuck on, just finally pushed through that, beat it. The boss was easy again. I was like, what the fuck? And then there's this one boss that's called Penetrator, who's this like hard ass night dude. And for some reason, like he beat my ass twice, but then I was like, oh, I got this guy figured out. And then I just beat his ass. And then I went on to the next level after that, progressed through getting through the level on t- into the boss was harder than the boss itself. And so I showed up, get in there, start going against fucking. False King Allen or whatever the hell, the final boss of the game that's like an actual legit boss fight. First try, I beat this motherfucker, dude. Like, cleaned his clock. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. I was just like, wait, what the fuck? Is this not like supposed to be one of the hardest boss fights? Like, I've watched like a video or two, but like not many. And like, seems like it's a fucking hard boss fight. And I was like, I did it with pretty relative ease. Like, I had a lot of health on me and a lot of like uh herb things to replenish my health so i like wasn't worried but i was just like damn i can like take a hit and i was giving good damage to him and i just like beat it took me like five minutes i was like holy fuck so now maybe you were just I, dialed in i think i was just dialed in because i like beat like three bosses before that i was just tapped in that game and yeah so now that's i've now beat two souls games i've beat demon souls and then I beat Dark Souls 1 a couple months ago. So I have 2 and 3 before Elden Ring become, comes out in about a month's time. Um, yeah, I was going to say, Elden Ring's uh, just around the corner, ain't it? Yeah, which is just open world Dark Souls, pretty much. Let's go. Horses. Let's Hell go. Yeah. I might actually Loving buy it. it. Oh, excuse me. Oh, right. It's, I don't know, it's because... I think the week before the new Horizon comes, that game is absolutely bonkers. Um, 
Horizon Forbidden West. I'm stoked on that game. Yeah, there's uh, a bunch of stuff um, that's coming out real soon that's really good. Sorry, I didn't mean to yawn there. I don't know even know what happened. I was I was actually thoroughly enjoying listening to you about you beating uh the beating that Demon Souls game because I was thinking uh well firstly I just want to say you said pen that there's a penetrator, a guy named Penetrator, who's yeah. a hard ass knight man, which yeah. I know you meant knight as in like sword and sandal, but <laughs> <laughs> the man of the night. <laughs> the man of the night named Penetrator. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can see I, I can see how that's that funny. Can, uh, sway um, your mind into thinking of other things. But no, uh, no. Uh the yeah. um the yeah, I mean I'm I'm probably gonna buy Elden Wing. I'm probably gonna buy uh Horizon Forbidden West. Um there's a I mean, lot of cool I have stuff. Gift that cards I'm saving for those games right now. So I gotta look. Um, I gotta pull it up right now because I was looking um, at it the other night, and there was some other stuff that was coming soon where I was like, "Ooh, la la." Okay. Um, well, while you look other stuff up, I'll go through my last thing that I want that I oh really yeah talk, talk about, about this game because uh, yeah because this game is sick and it's a very small game, small indie game that I don't think people really know about it. Um, uh, it's called. Disco Elysium. I mentioned it in the bird report because I was playing through it at the time, but like I was only like a day or two into it. I've now beat the game like a single playthrough, and holy shit, it's such like a fun, unique game. Like it's a RPG game. There's no combat in it. It's all dialogue based. It's just you walking around a unique world. Some of the dialogue options are absolutely insane, and like. It has like tabletop RPG elements in which like you put stats into certain things. And so it's not that like your actions greatly improve the overall story. You can take different approaches to it, but it's very like it's very micro decisions. Like when you're talking to somebody, you if you have like a certain stat and say they have this thing called inland inland empire, like a reference i assume to the david lynch movie where like you have like a surreal like your character has like an inner monologue and like it can like go surreal it can be like very very like logical based or you can just be like a mo- you can really take your character in any way and like alter your character stats and approach how you solve the crime in like you can say fuck it and not even attempt to solve the crime you can just be like a degenerate fucking drunk if you wanted to and like I looked it up. There's various different endings, like, like, cause the game can end at various points based on your decision. Like I made it to the end. One of the more complete endings. Cause like I went through and like, I was like, I'm going to do this like thoroughly as a detective and actually try to, you know, tie up all the loose ends, really solve this fucking case. But now after finishing it that way, I want to go back and just be like, I'm just going to run through this. I'm going to do as much drugs as possible. Just be a fuckhead. I'm going to call the main suspect a dirty bitch and like get in a fight in the bar. I'm just going to go (laughs) fucking wild, dude. Like I'm stoked. Like it's so fun and such a unique, like, yeah. And like the only thing I could think of is that like, uh, it's, it's like twin peaks. If it was like a video game, almost it's such a unique world. It's so surreal. And the, yeah, like the, the dialogue options are just really, yeah, this is really interesting. And then like the whole backstory of all the characters and everything, it's really interesting. It's just a really well written out game. And 
yeah i don't know it's and it's a small studio that did it it's like an independent studio it's their only game so far and i'm really stoked it's like z-a-u-m or something like that i think they're uk based but like yeah i'm yeah, stoked looks, on whatever I mean, their next sick. game will be and like yeah it's really fucking cool um if you're into like art there's a lot of like references to all types of shit like there's rock music references. There's all sorts of like uh, like subcultures and like art cultures reference. There's all, all types of like political and philosophical and like religious stuff. It, it really goes all over the place. And like depending on how you approach it, it can like there you can end up fucking go hunting cryptids. And it's crazy. Yeah, it's fun. Well, I might have to buy that because I'm looking at it now. It looks real sick. Um, and I, you usually have not, uh, steered me wrong when it comes to game suggestions. Um, I don't really think I'd be playing anything else. I've been really just trying to do things that, uh, I mean, I finished, uh, aliens fire team, the on casual. So now I'm going to try it harder. Been playing a lot of rocket league battlefield five. You know, the yeah. standard stuff, not a whole lot. I mean, I downloaded a bunch of stuff because um, there's stuff that I want to actually play that um, that are uh, that that uh, I haven't um, like I haven't I haven't played any of the Batman Arkham games. I want to finish Control. Um, I want to finish yeah, Days I Gone. I started Control and never finished it. Control was sick though. Like I really enjoyed it and I'm pretty far in, like I'm almost at the end. I just, for some reason, one day I stopped playing it and I didn't go back. So I should go back and finish it. Um, I downloaded, like I haven't played the original God of War. I downloaded that. Uh, everybody telling me I should play that. There's like more stuff yeah. that I've downloaded that I haven't really done, but it's just cause I haven't in the past couple of weeks, even though I've just been at home, I've been doing so many different things and like working out every day and stuff like that. I just, kind of felt like playing some I don't have to think about and Battlefield yeah. 5 or Battlefield 1 or and uh, Rocket League have been the kind of like easy ones. But now that I finished Aliens, I'm kind of like, and I finished Miles Morales. So I think I talked about that like a couple of weeks ago, but mm -hmm. I got 100%. I'm almost done 100%. I'm done the full story of the DLC and Spider-Man remastered. I'm just trying to get 100% on all of the uh, various side quests and stuff. Yeah. I'm almost there. Um, but I feel like now I kind of want to go back and finish Control. I want to play some of the other games. I'm not done the story of Cyberpunk yet either. Um, but I'm kind of waiting. I, I kind of want to yeah. wait till the PS5, the free PS5 upgrade comes. I keep trying to go back to Cyberpunk. I keep having like decent experiences and then some terrible experiences and then i'll be like okay i'm like play it and then i'll go back and i'll be like fine for a couple days and then like game will just absolutely break on me and, and then I'm just, I'm just like what's going on man like i don't know it's such a disappointingly it's a fun game there's a good game there there is a good you know, game I'll, there. I'll they just gotta finish point. they just gotta finish it and then they keep pushing when they're gonna drop the ps5 version because originally they were like Oh yeah, we're gonna drop the PS5 version before the end of 2021. First it was the summer, and then it was the end, and now it's like sometime in the next couple months they're gonna drop the PS5 version if they don't push it. So maybe I'll wait till the PS5 version comes out, and then I'll I'll give her a go to try and finish out 
the main storyline. I mean, I'm probably like halfway or, or, or a third of the way through. I don't know. Um, so we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll probably go back and finish that. But I mean, I also want to get forbidden West. I also wouldn't mind trying Elden ring. There's a couple other games coming out soon Mm -hmm. that are kind of cool. But now you you talk about disco Elysium. I'm like, well, that seems, I mean, you just said, you said a magic word cryptid hunting. So I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to check that out. Um, uh, yeah. So I guess that's it. I mean, I mean, I've been watching a couple other things like, uh, nothing like I've been rewatching a couple of the older films. I feel like I watched some some new stuff. Uh, I watched. Uh, I turned wow. off the Wonder Woman sequel. I did not like that movie. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, like it. I watched Many Saints of Newark. That was fine. People said it was really bad. I watched it. Perfectly fine movie. I don't know. It was fine. <laughs> it was, like, uh, I don't know. People, people were like really talking about it. Like, like the same way people talked about like fucking eight crazy nights where it's just like, did this thing like come into your house and like fucking abuse you? Like I, I've deleted, I've since deleted Facebook, but like when this movie originally came out, I saw some people that were like big Sopranos fans. I'm like, this movie's fucking shit. Why the fuck would they ever do this? I'm going to go fucking kill David Chase. Fuck him. He's a piece of shit for even thinking of doing this. And then I watched the movie. I was like, that was a movie that, I don't know, was fine. Like It exists. It maybe exists. I'll give, maybe it I'll give that a watch. It has structures of a movie. There's nothing bad really about it. Some of the casting is kind of funny of the way they casted characters when they're younger. I don't know. As a, as a big fan of Sopranos, I thought it was okay. I thought it was like a decent six, seven out of ten. I was like, eh. like it was like an average episode of Sopranos. Like it was like mm-hmm. a weird. What if they did like a Twilight Zone flashback episode or something like that? Pretty much. Uh, uh-huh. I watched uh, Nobody, that movie with um, nice. what's his name, Bob, uh, Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Um, everybody said that it was like super good. I didn't, I mean, it's fine. It, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's one of these new movies now that they're doing where, like, old guy is badass. Yeah. Um, which, which is, is like, funny because he, like, literally just had a heart attack. So it's like, is he really going to be kicking so much ass? Um, And, I mean, it's just kind of like it's following all the same beats. Guy who is... uh just an elite killer, just like a crazy badass got out of the business, living quietly, hiding who he is, uh, and just living his life forced back into doing what he has to do because of some traumatic event that happens that involves his family. You know what was sick? When the history of violence happened. That That was a good movie. Um, Anyway, it's fine. He gets taken back into the the old world. Then they a bunch of people get murdered. He just does a bunch of killing. Um, it's fun, uh, I guess. Like if you want to watch a movie where Bob Odenkirk just mercs a lot of people, uh, yeah, yeah good. I, it's fine, I guess. Um, but everybody was like, "This is the greatest." I was like, "This is not. This is not." Yeah, you want to watch a movie where a guy comes out of retirement and beats ass. There's three of them. 
They starred Keanu Reeves. <laughs> it's called John Wick. Um, but there's a couple cool parts in this. Like, it's a fun, fun little movie to watch. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but it's not the worst. Um, some really good use of music in it, though. Uh, that was one of the ones that I watched, uh, and I made it through that one. I turned off Wonder Woman 1984 or whatever because I was like, this is not that good. Um, I feel like I watched some other stuff, but I just can't remember what it is. I feel like I'm missing something. I, mean, I guess we just talked about our top whatever in, uh, in the bird report and uh, our top films of the year. Oh. And, uh, and a lot of those are, uh, uh, were things that I watched later in the year, which is why, Oh, I watched Eternals. That's the other thing that I watched. Uh. Um, it's uh, look, uh, I w- one thing that I will say about it is that I think I don't know if the studio got involved or something changed or maybe they decided to make it shorter or I don't know uh, but there's kind of a, a too much going on and not not enough room for it to breathe the pacing is kind of weird it, the tone kind of shifts a bit too much. Um, I love the design. I love the idea. Uh, I love talking about um, like the kind of celestial stuff in the Marvel universe. I love that they're trying something different. I like a lot of the actors and actresses that are in it. Um, <clears throat> but the high highlight of the movie for me, unfortunately, was was here in Blade at the end. Like that was the part where I was real stoked. Uh, yeah. So that, I don't know what that says about the movie. I mean, maybe I need to watch it again. Um, I do like parts of it. I do like the some ideas of it, but I do think it was kind of, they should have had more of their history. They should have had more. I feel like they're just too, like the movies are now, especially now they're trying to introduce these characters, like these new characters and the new, you know, next you know, going forward with new superheroes and they're trying to introduce them and they're just like, they're just being formulaic with like their approach. Like none of them are really standing out in like any way. Like, you know, like, I don't know when Iron Man came out, like that was a huge fucking thing. When Iron Man came out, when guardians of the galaxy came out, people were like, wait, funny superheroes. This is fucking great. And then what did DC do? DC went and made Suicide Squad instantly and then literally got James Gunn to make another Suicide. Like, yeah. So, like, things like, but then, like, the last four series they've tried, like, Ant Man was, like, sick, but, like, even that was, like, and then after Ant Man, I don't remember who came after. uh, Shang-Chi is good. Shang-Chi is worth watching. That they did it right with that one. Eternals, I feel like Eternals should have been two movies because they have the main kind of overall conflict of of them disobeying their what they were made to do and going against the celestial that made them, Arashem, um, and the whole like family issues that that caused. But then there's also this like enemy that's a deviant and they're trying to explain the deviants and they're trying to explain also the history of the group and the family and why they aren't together and what caused them to break apart and what, why they didn't interfere with things is it's just a lot of it was kind of like 
um, the way that they answered things was just either people making jokes or, or giving an, uh, a, like an alluding look or something mm-hmm. or people embracing. And you're supposed to understand that they have a relationship, but there's never explicitly said that there's a relationship except for one of them. It just, it's, I feel like if they had split it into two movies where one mm-hmm. movie was dealing with the deviants and then the next movie was dealing with their spot as a celestial and going against Arishem and doing the judgment stuff, I feel like it would have made more sense. You would have had more time to kind of breathe. And then also one of them gets murdered and you find out who murdered them. And that Jesus. is, yeah, there's a lot right. going on. I need to go back and catch up. I haven't seen any shit post end game. So. Um, I would watch Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi is really good. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and you also lo- watch television stuff. Not that don't need to go into that now. But no, no, but I, I, I just need Loki, to catch up. Loki is good. Eternals, maybe if I watch it again, it might hit a bit better, but I do have to say, yeah. at, as I Jack said before, Jack uh, 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 I, I do have to say, at the end, when Jon Snow is looking at his Black Knight sword, the soul sword or ivory sword, ivory blade or whatever, uh, and then the voice says, are you sure you're ready for that, Mr. Whitman? And you know it's Mahersha Ali. Like, you know that voice. And I was not expecting it because he's just looking at the sword. He's like, oh, I got to do something. Should I pick it up? I got to do something. And then all of a sudden it, the, you hear his voice and he turns around, looks surprised. I'm like, blade is coming. Yes. That's all I just Big got. Bad blade. I just got yeah. so wild horny for it that it like, you know. And speaking of now, we'll just get into some nonsense. Which I mean, we're getting close to the end here, but there's one well, or two nonsense. I think things. we should. They're almost two hours. Yeah, let's uh, let's end this off uh, with a couple just funny things that I wanted to say. Um, uh, there's a video that I saw on Twitter of Kodak Black having public sex at a hockey game. Um, which is just so funny to me for so many reasons. One, how do you get so horny at a hockey game that you? <laughs> you have to- yeah, that is a strange event to get oddly horny at. Yeah. Like I don't, I've never been horny <laughs> in many hockey games throughout my life. And and why is Kodak Black at a hockey game? And why he's getting so horny? He needs to bang his girlfriend. I mean, lady. He, what Rick Ross says, nothing better than just watching a pack of white boys fight, you know? He loves it, you know? I think <laughs> I think the hip-hop culture has really embraced the, uh, just the wild aggression of hockey. It is truly, like, as in NBA, you get to watch, like, a, you know, a, a scrap every every so often. But, like, hockey, watch TSN, you're getting highlights, bro. Yeah. You're getting scraps. Um, and then the other thing, speaking of, sc- speaking of scra- uh, scrapping... Um, I just want to say that, uh, Kanye West punching the dude, uh, after he, yeah, who he, did he sock? He socked some guy who wanted an autograph, I guess. Um, Kanye West has just gone off the, I mean, Kanye West has been off the deep end, uh, and yeah. you know, musical genius and all that, but like, he's just seems like an insufferable person. Uh, mm-hmm. and he's just, I think Kim getting with Pete Davidson of all people, wild. Uh, not yeah, that I care. Davidson. Yeah. Not not that I care, but like he just seems like he's going off the edge. Uh, and I just think it's so funny that on the night or the night after or the night of him punching uh some some dude who asked for his autograph and then arguing with some girls and he gets charged or gets 
brought in by the police or whatever. I mean, firstly, he just put out a song that's the line, the main first line of the song is guess who's going to jail tonight. Um, which I think is, I think I tweeted that genius thing of guess who's going to guess jail tonight. Guess who's going to a mental institution tonight. Uh, and, uh, but then also. Sir um, Yee. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> he put out, uh, he also put out a song with the game called Easy. The cover of it is literally a, a skinned monkey. Um, the and, game does a strange, like, Kendrick Lamar impression. It's very odd. It doesn't sound like the game. It sounds like it's trying to be Kendrick Lamar. It's very weird. And uh, but uh, but there is one line in it where he's like, "Oh, you know, what does he say, Mister?" He says something about he's some something about his arrogance. Uh, no more counselors. We do not uh, negotiate with therapists or something. And I'm just like, everyone's like, oh, do you feel that energy? The Kanye's back. Do you feel that energy? And I'm like, dude, this guy is crying out for help. He, yeah. <laughs> like somebody take him somewhere and get this him some needs help. in home care right like, now. This is like, he is having a manic episode again. And publicly, everybody is telling him how amazing it is. And they're restoring that feeling and whatever. I'm getting sick and tired of it because like, obviously this dude is rich. He's, he's a musical genius. He's got people around him. He openly says that he's probably on the spectrum. He might have Asperger's uh, and, but nobody is checking him somebody needs to check him and check on him. Cause that's crazy. Like, I'm seeing some real disturbing things. And for some reason we forgive it because he's a celebrity uh, or, or we just like let it go. But I think, you know, I mean, he ran for fucking president, man. Like what is what, when he had his whole yeah. Trump hat on, this dude has been spiraling downwards for a while. And uh, it just makes me mad to see all of these people who are just like riding for him so hard and everything he does is genius and whatever and nobody's being like hey man are you all right is everything okay like seems like yeah. he's having a manic episode not to end on a sad i feel note. like people that are like legitimately around him have tried and uh yeah i think he's like he has like he's like he has a god complex a person with a god complex he does believe he's listen god. to other people that's yeah, true like so, like ah, oh, fuck it. Like I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm 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 in the minority of people who listened to that song and thought. At first, I thought it was like, oh, this is fun. It kind of sounds like old Kanye. But then I actually listened, and I was like, oh, like this guy's hurting. Like this is like sad man. This is like a cry for help. Uh, so we'll see. I guess Donda Two on the way, which is also a hilarious title for uh, an album because the Donda's his mom name. So like Donda, and then the sequel Donda, my mom, and the sequel two. my mom two. <laughs> <laughs> because the sprawling thirty-minute first one didn't capture what it wanted to. To like, ah, oh God, it's just man's so self-indulgent. Um. Yeah, let's. God damn. Donda two on the way. My mom, the sequel. Anyways, here we are talking about Kanye. So he's probably like, yeah, did it. Fucking <laughs> dick. <laughs> anyway, 
so that was the bird report. Uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, next week for our 50th episode. I don't really got anything else. Uh, check the yeah, links no. in the bio. Mm-hmm. And um, I might have a new song out today when this drops. I might not. So if I do listen to it, if I don't, it'll be out next week. Uh, otherwise, check out Corpus Christi Pressure, uh, the Regicide Facebook page and trailer, Santa Slays, uh, and uh, uh, all of that good stuff. You can follow mm-hmm. me at P-A-L-M-R-E-A-D-R on Instagram, at P-L-M-R-D-R on Twitter. And uh, I'm Otis Morris Dude on Twitter and Instagram, and that's all, that's where I'm at. All right, so uh, we'll be back next week with something good for our 50th, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, everybody have a great weekend. Initiate the protocol. Peace. Peace out.